1: All right, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. All right, this evening I've got Chris joining us back from yesterday, and we also got Zach. Guys, y'all say hi.
2: How's it going? Howdy.
1: All right, well, the craziness that was the phase one of the draft lottery, letting us know that there was going to be an unnamed team with the first overall pick, we now know who that is. And... Fortunately for the New York Rangers, they are going to land Alexei Lefrenier. Uh How do you all feel about that?
2: I'm so happy about it. I wanted the uh, the Rangers to get it, first of all. I think that they're actually going to benefit from it a lot. I think they could even like jump into cup contention if they can bring their team together and they get a good coach and they find some goaltending. They could really jump up pretty quickly. And he's not, uh, the, he's not in the West, so that's good for the Stars.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I had one team in particular I did not want to get it and that was the Oilers so I am super happy um, and I'm glad that even though it's in the East it's not the Penguins so those are the two teams that I really didn't want to see him on uh, so I'm happy, happy with the Rangers I think it's a good spot for him as well it's a big market um, I think he has a good chance to make a really big name for himself there um, and it's probably not a bad place to spend a lot of money either, from what I hear.
1: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I, I'm with Chris that I'm just glad he's not in the Western Conference, and specifically in the Central Division. Because honestly, I think out of, uh, me and Chris talked about it, but out of all the teams that I thought needed Alexei Lafreniere the most, I said the Wild. And uh, I'm just kind of glad that didn't come true.
2: But
0: uh, yeah, I, I, Go ahead, go I, ahead, Zach. I'd agree with you on that as well. I think the Wild just need – I think they need a piece that they can start rebuilding around, and it kind of gives them an immediate injection to be able to potentially make the playoffs as well. I know you all talked about it them being kind of a fringe team uh, for a long time now. So uh, I think I think it would have helped them a lot. Um, I think who would have benefited the most from it, though, was probably the Oilers, which is why I did not want it.
1: Really? Why, yeah. why would you say the Oilers? That's interesting.
0: I think it just puts that team over the top. They rely so much on two goal scorers. If you're able to have a second line that is putting up points as well, uh, j- it gets a little bit ridiculous from there. Yeah,
2: two great goal scorers is enough, but three, maybe we'll
0: see. And, and you're able to split. You're <laughs> able to split them. Well, I just think you're able to split them up on a separate line is the big piece.
2: Yeah, three different <laughs> lines. Just give that guy the puck, and he he can go score.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can leave. Uh, McDryside'll line together, right, and they just have Lafreniere on the on the second line. So, yeah, that's kind you, of what my thought process was for them, at least.
1: But yeah, and whoever you put with Lafreniere would work really well. So, um, well, honestly, uh, we know who which team is going to play what now. Uh, which team is going to play who now? Excuse me. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to make our first round predictions, and obviously uh, we're going to start first with the one that everybody wants to know about, which is the stars and the flames. And Chris kind of made a point yesterday that he thinks that we have a little bit more advantage in this series than if we had lost to St. Louis and gone against Vancouver. And I'm going to agree with him slightly there. But uh, what we're going to do for each of these series is we're going to split them up into four, into four categories, uh, offense, defense, goaltending, and special teams, and the first three are kind of, you know, opinionated, where you think which team would have the advantage in that category, and then special teams is kind of obvious, just looking at just the stats and see which team has better stats overall. Um, When you look at special teams, typically what what I've uh, been told by statisticians in the NHL is that if you take the penalty kill and you take the power play and you add them together, if it's over 100%, then that's pretty decent. If it's over hundred and ten percent, that's excellent. That means their their uh, special teams are doing really well. So, so first off, let's just start with Dallas and Calgary, and uh, let me get y'all's just overall ideas of this series and what you're looking for. You know, whatever other thoughts you've got.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. So, uh, personally, I think this is probably one of the more exciting. Uh, series out of all of them. Um, I think the the two teams match up pretty well, uh, granted opposite sides of the spectrum, offensive defense, um, but when I look at the other games, I think this is the the series, this is the one that kind of stands out the most to me as probably the one that if, if I had to put a percentage on it, I could see it going to seven games pretty easily.
2: Yeah, in the Western Conference at least, it's one of the more exciting ones.
1: All right, so one of the questions that I had in my mind for this series was Matthew Kachuk, the pest that is Matthew Kachuk. Uh, you know, what are we going to do with him? Are we going to let him do his thing? If he does start doing his thing, who's going to step in and take advantage of, uh, of that and who's going to step up for the stars in that regard? Who do you all think?
2: Well, I, th- I think no matter what we really do, Kachuk is going to have an impact on this series. He's going to make his presence known. He's just that good of a player. So he's going to be very obvious in this series, and he's probably going to be very annoying. Not as annoying as Ryan Reeves was in the Blue Series a couple years ago, but he could throw a few slew foots, a couple sucker punches, maybe something else. But I'm more worried about his goal scoring specifically. So if we can keep – I think we keep uh, our big guys, Alexiak, Alexiak and Johns, on him. We take our FCC line, throw that on him. You keep pressure on him. You keep bodies on him, and you give him a, the least amount of ice possible. Don't let him stick handle around us, and just punish him whenever he does anything.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that a lot. Uh, specifically, the idea of you know having the big guys out against him. Um, the whole the whole Calgary team is very uh, very physical overall, um, and I think we need to match that physicality all the way around, but specifically uh, going against Kachuk. Um, If we're able to slow him down, uh, you know, just make him think twice about trying to go around us. I think that could give the stars a, a very big advantage against uh, Kachuk.
2: Yeah. I think same thing goes for Goudreau as well. Pretty much same thing for Kachuk. Zach was talking about how stars, especially this season series during the regular season, We've had a good record against Goudreau. I think you said he had one assist. Is that right?
0: Yep. He has no goals and one assist, so one point in the uh, three games.
2: Yeah, so we've been able to shut him down pretty well, but same thing with Kachuk. Keep as much of the checking line on him as we can. Keep big guys on him, and we do need to match that physicality, and we've got the big guys to do it and the big guys to outmuscle him. So I think as long as we can take advantage of having those big defensemen, I think we're really... Our defense is matched up well to shut this offense down. Actually, in my opinion,
0: yeah, and I'm I'm really excited, especially uh, with Alexiak. He seems to be stepping up a lot. Um, Got to thank. I think we have to thank Pittsburgh a lot for that. Um, we sent him away. He played a good series for them. Uh, in the playoffs, we get him back, and uh, he he seems to to thrive. I mean, he came in and just has been the be- I think the best defenseman. Um it's hard to say that when you have
2: Yeah
0: uh, Ace <laughs> Yeah, score scoring basically an assist on every goal we have. Um but as far as physicality and just like the way he's playing it, it's it's really exciting to see.
1: Well, and it's really interesting you mentioned uh Matthew Kachuk as well, because also I mean he's not the same guy he was, but uh they've still got Milan Lucic over there too. And even though he doesn't score at the same pace uh like he did when he was in Boston, uh, he's still a force to be reckoned with. So we'll have to watch out for him. Um, so let's talk about these categories for uh, this particular series. Who do you give the advantage to uh, for the offensive side of the puck? Uh,
2: I think there's an obvious answer for this one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Calgary. Very. Yeah. Pretty, very pretty cool.
2: obviously Calgary. I think I think in the offensive department, the, <laughs> the big question for this series is not really – is Calgary going to score? Like, yes, they're going to score. We saw that in their series with the Jets. They can put up some big numbers on goals, but I think our defense is matched well to stop them as much as we can. That doesn't mean we're going to hold them to one and two goals every game in this series. But the bigger question is, are we going to score? Obviously, because if we can shut them down to the two, three goals area, and we can expose their defense with our goal scoring, that's where it's going to come in handy, but we've obviously been having trouble scoring.
0: Christian, I think, died a little bit there. Um, so I'm not sure exactly where he was going with that, but I know y'all talked. Um, oh, okay, he's back now.
2: All, All right, you alive, tough. Chris? Yeah. yeah, you cut out
0: there for a little bit. No worries. Tough. Um, so I know, I know y'all talked a lot about the goal scoring in the Stars in the last episode, so I don't want to, like, go over it too much, um, but I just mainly want to say the last game actually kind of excited me for the Stars. I know we only scored scored one goal, but we hit five posts, so I mean so those those are going to start going in, especially if we're getting, getting that clear chances. Hans is just a little, like it, I, I want to say he's in the right spot, right? He's missing the net right now. If he can figure out how to bury those goals, I mean you're talking about a blowout game against the Blues instead of a Shootout winner. Yeah. So um, I I do think the stars are turning in the right direction. I also think winning the game, even though it was you know an, a shootout win, like that's still a W. I think the stars take that into the next round. Hopefully, I think Calgary's going to start off way faster than we are. Um, they played a more emotional series um, than the round robin. Um, so I'm just hoping that. You know, it takes us maybe one or two periods to get going and then we can take off.
1: You know, honestly, if we had the Ben and Sagan of a couple of years ago, I would give Dallas the advantage in this category. Uh, but you know, just with the we haven't seen them scoring and anything like that.
0: And you can um, really throw Rajulov into that bucket as well. As, oh yeah, he's yeah. Been, he's been quiet.
1: Yeah. And, I mean these guys get paid, you know, I know so, I mean, like we mentioned last podcast, but uh, these guys make a ton of money.
2: Yeah. I truly believe that's the big question of the series though. If Ben Sagan, and Radulov show up, I feel like we've got a great chance at winning the series. If they don't, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a tough uphill climb. I think Guryanov Hints can do it along with Pavelski, but it, it, it'll it be tough. And it'll be mainly defense that would get yeah. us through it. And, and Bishop. and Hudovin.
0: I was going to say the same thing there. Um, I don't think we have to have them scoring to get through Calgary. Um, I, I think our, our young guys are doing well. Uh, Perry has actually surprised me a lot with his playmaking. He's actually seems to be moving around. The breaks that did him and Pavelski a lot of favors, I think. Um, so I think we ob- if we had them scoring right now, it's, I think we win in four games, honestly. Um, w- with the state it's in now, though, uh, I, obviously not that complicated.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because for Pavelski and for Perry, as old as they are, uh, I mean, the Stars roster is the oldest team, you know, average age in the NHL. So if anybody could benefit from this break, it was definitely the Stars. And they were also trending in the wrong direction when uh, COVID shut everything down. All right. Uh, what about defense? Who do you give the advantage to in that category?
2: I think obviously
0: Stars. Yep. Stars as well. They just, they're, that's where the focus is. And that's kind of the difference between the two teams as the focus is on defense for the Stars, focus is on offense for the Calgary Flames. Um, and it's pretty clear when you look at uh, goals and goals against. I mean, so for goals, uh, Calgary is 2.91, Stars are 2.58. And then for goals against, stars are two point five two, and Calgary's three point oh six. So I mean, basically just switch the numbers across for for each category um, for each team.
1: Well, and then I, obviously the next category is goaltending, and uh, I think that's a no brainer there. Who you give the advantage to there? Who would you give that to? Yep,
2: we're we're giving it to Dallas with the Ben Bishop and Hudoven. I especially I kind of want to talk about. uh, Specifically, we see that we have the two back-to-back games, which is really is really strange for a playoff series. And we saw last year Montgomery decided that we were going to take Ben Bishop, who we decided is our starter, and we're, we're going to ride him throughout the playoffs like every other team did. And I'm curious now that – so we've seen that Ben Bishop has been a little bit hurt. And that we have those back-to-back games, so I'm wondering. Hudoven, I think, has a very high chance of getting slotting into either the first or second game of those back-to-back games, and that could happen throughout the throughout the playoffs if we continue. Because those back-to-back games aren't going to it's not going to it's not going to be a one-time thing. It's going to happen more more often. At least once a series, I think.
0: Yeah, and I agree that the stars have an edge in the goaltending category. I don't know exactly how big that edge actually is, though. Um, so in the Winnipeg series, Calgary played Talbot every game, um, granted Winnipeg's not the highest scoring team in the world. So with a grain of salt, um, but he ended up, uh, with a nine point, or a 0.945 save percentage and a 1.51 goals against average in that series. So I think Talbot's kind of, kind of hot right now. He's, he's playing well. Um, the back to backs, I think if we get, uh, Riddich in there. I think we have a better chance of scoring against him. Um, But so I do give the stars the edge uh, with the goaltender duo. Um, But I think Talbot could be a a big surprise here.
1: Um, I watched every single one of those games in the uh, Calgary Winnipeg series. And Talbot looked scary good. And you could definitely tell by game four, uh, he was on his game. And I think this is the. Cam uh, Talbot of a couple of years ago uh, who looked at like one of the most elite goaltenders in the league. So uh, I, I still will give Dallas the edge in this. Cause if we do end up using two goaltenders, which uh, I think we're going to have to because of the back to back uh, Hudobin is just that much better than uh Riddick. Now, if Bishop is out and you know, with this whole unfit to play thing, we don't exactly know if, you know, maybe bonus benched him because of how terrible the Stars are doing or if he's actually hurt or whatever. But uh, if he's not in the series, I, I think that changes drastically. Because, uh, I mean, I love my boy Ottinger, but I, he's – I mean, just to throw you know—throw him in a, a Stanley Cup playoff game, that, that's a lot to ask of a, I, of a young goaltender who hasn't even started in a regular season. I, I don't yet.
0: expect if – if Bishop's out, uh, it's gonna be Hugh Dobin all the way. It'll be Hugh Dobin starting all five games. Uh there's no doubt in my mind on that one. So unless Hugh Dobin got hurt and Bishop was out, uh, I don't think we're seeing Ottinger in here. Yeah, I don't
2: think I don't think back to back means that they gotta play the backup goalie. I think no. especially if you've got Ottinger who hasn't even played a regular season, you, you don't wanna <laughs> you don't wanna risk his career really on that. He he goes into a playoff game and has a bad game like <laughs> that would be Mental a gut punch. <laughs> that would suck.
1: <laughs> Alright, and then I'll just go ahead and look at and tell y'all about special teams. So, for special teams, just looking at uh, the statistics here. Um, penalty kill percentage for the Flames is 82.1. For the Stars, it's 79.7. And the power play for the Flames is 21.2. And for the Stars, is 21.1. So, there's uh. A little bit of an advantage in the power play percentage, but there's about a three point percentage in the penalty kill. Which, you know, look at when I first looked at it, that I thought the penalty kill percentage for the Stars would be a lot higher. It,
0: it was uh, until we started kind of slipping towards the uh, toward like like mid, mid yeah. February something like I, that. I think that this series will actually be kind of decided on special teams. Um, I think they have a real really you know, really strong power play. Uh, <coughs> I we just don't want to let Goudreau and Kachuk skate around the ice is kind of what I don't want to give them space. If we can stay out of the penalty box, I think that's gonna be a big advantage for us. Um, and really that it, it could be a deciding factor. Um, there
1: well and you also gotta remember you also got to remember Monahan's, and you also got to remember uh, Mangiapane. Mangiapane is kind of a unknown outside of uh, Canada, especially down here in Texas. But uh, watching him play, uh, it's so much fun to watch him play, and he's such a great player. And he's a great addition to that top six for Calgary. So we really got to watch out for him. Sorry, know, Zach. Go
0: ahead. No, was is uh, going to go in there. I just focus on those two because they are the you know the two highest highest goal scorers there, um, two highest point getters. Right. So, And they are both very quick and have great moves, right? So you give them space, they're going to make something happen.
2: Yep, I, I definitely I definitely agree with that. I think Calgary's power play is definitely going to be something that we're going to struggle with. And I think same thing opposite direction. I think we're going to struggle on the power play when we're on offense. I think it's going to be tough for us to get shots on goal. We saw that th- for being not known as a defensive team, Calgary has a really good penalty kill. It seems like they've really worked on that. Their their special teams coaches made that a point for this season. And with uh Talbot having second highest uh second highest save percentage in the playoffs this season so far, he he can make a big stand there. So I feel like it's it's going to be it's going to be penalty kill on the defense, stopping those big guys, it's going to be not giving them space and it's going to be trying to solve Talbot on the on the power play especially.
0: And it's been really interesting actually to see the stars power play uh, so far in the three round robin games, because at some points it seems like we have great control. We're able to keep it in the zone. And then other times we dump it in, lose the puck, they dump it down and we spend two minutes skating around doing that. Um, So I thought that's been interesting. If we could just be consistent and and get that, you know, zone control that, I feel like we had a lot in the blues game specifically. I felt like we had a couple good good uh, zone time. We don't always take shots when I think we need to. Um, but you know, that's the equivalent of me yelling from the stands, shoot every, uh, every 10 seconds when it's anywhere close to the net. So um, yeah, that's the problem. You're not I was there doing that,
2: that for my cat. Whenever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the, yeah. They, they would be shooting if, uh, if I was there for sure. And they'd be able to hear me a yeah, little bit better to- right now too. If I was the only one there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we just need to send you on a plane to Edmonton. Yeah, Zach. I'll be able
0: to sneak in for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh what's y'all's outcome for this series? I've got Dallas in seven games. And Chris, I agree with you. If Sigan, Ben, and Radulov show up like the way they should, given the money they're get paid, maybe five. Maybe six. But I just don't see it happening. So I'm gonna say the stars win in seven.
0: I also have the stars in seven, so uh, that's. I think this is going to be really close. I could see it, you know, game seven, triple overtime would be pretty cool to watch. Uh, my heart might explode, but uh, I do think this is probably one of the more interesting matchups. So I do think it'll probably go to seven games.
2: So I I think, I think this series is way more contingent on Ben Sagan Radulov than I think y'all do. I think if Ben Sagan Radulov show up and they start they decide to start playing hockey like they haven't throughout this round Robin. I think the stars can actually destroy this series and they can win in five or six. But from what I've seen since the restart, they haven't been anywhere close to that. So I have stars losing in six to this one. I don't think they're going to be able to find goals. I think that as long as Calgary can keep them shut down and they can't find their legs and they can't find their hands, then I don't think
0: stars will edge them
2: out unless
0: they decide to show up. You know, this is a stars podcast, right?
2: Yeah, I know. But well, I'm just saying that I'm just, that's why I'm emphasizing more like ben, ben Sagan, Radulov, they've got a score. It's like, it's ridiculous. Like I know we talked about it all last podcast. It's just the most frustrating thing in the world to me. Yeah, we, we could spend a whole season just talking about that. Yeah, that's the story <laughs> of the be? year. I mean, we'd just
0: be repeating the same things over and over again. I don't think anyone wants to listen to that, but uh, I I could vent for that long for sure.
1: Alright, well, alright, I think that closes the door on that series.
0: Hey guys, this is Brian.
1: Originally, Episode 2 and Episode 3 were going to be one episode, but we decided it was going to be too long if we kept the episodes together. So. We, I've gone ahead and split up the episode for you. Episode 2 is just for the Stars and the Flame series. And if you want to continue listening to our reaction and our predictions for the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, you can continue to do so. Thank you all for listening. This has been Starcastic Remarks. You can find us on Facebook at Starcastic Remarks and on Twitter at Starcastic R. Thank you all for listening, and you all have a good day.